0: so i think success really is about being not being afraid to use all of those different things but being prepared to have to be a lot more accountable and a lot more creative um, in the way that you go about and and also a very long-winded answer but also change So being really uh, prepared for and and experienced with transformational change, cultural change, you know, organisational change, because often when we are looking at senior uh, people to come in, it's about driving some sort of change, as it often is in any any senior role, but particularly in this regional setting and particularly at the moment, it is about driving lots of different types of change. (music)
1: I'm Renata Bernardi, and this is the Job Hunting Podcast, where I interview experts and professionals and discuss issues that are important for job hunters and those who are working to advance their careers. So make sure that you subscribe and follow, and let's dive right in. Zoe Allen is the Managing Director of Milano Appointments, a boutique consultancy specialized in bespoke end-to-end recruitment outsourced human resources and executive search services for rural Victoria. Zoe is based in Ballarat, a relatively large and very pretty country town in Victoria, about two hours away from Melbourne. She has previously lived in Melbourne and overseas and has a wealth of knowledge in HR and recruitment, as well as global networks and a wealth of specialist knowledge in senior appointments and executive search. And Zoe is passionate about supporting regional areas and organizations recruit and retain talented professionals like you. She helps regions develop an ongoing economic growth and sustainable future by bringing to the region so many talented people to work there. This is not the first time that this podcast tackles the idea of white collar professionals, corporate professionals moving into country towns. I will list in the episode show notes our previous episodes with Liz Ritchie, the CEO of the Australian Regional Institute, in two episodes that we did with Alistair Freeman, who used to um, live in Melbourne, but then decided upon being made redundant to move out of Melbourne and took an opportunity in the New South Wales North Coast. The Regional Australian Institute recently released yet another great report showing that one in five city residents are looking to move to the regions. And I don't think that this is a trend happening only in Australia. I have seen similar reports and articles written about people moving out of big towns and into regional areas in the US, in other Um, developed countries in Europe, UK, and so on. So let me know where you are in the world. Send me a comment or a text or a DM and tell me if this is happening in your country as well. This podcast is listened all over the world. So I do appreciate that Um, things happen in different countries in different ways. But I think that this is pretty much a global trend that started with the pandemic. But in Australia, according to To this report, as I said, one in five residents are looking to move to the regions, uh, with more than half of these uh, that are wanting to move prepared to make the jump uh, within the next year. So this is, you know, a very interesting growth um, to the regions here in Australia. um, If it happens, and it will be interesting to see what governments, from councils to federal. Uh, will make of this and uh, support with infrastructure and incentives. So I was delighted when one of my clients introduced me to Zoe Allen and I had many questions for her. For example, are there really corporate jobs for senior professionals in the regions? What are the key issues uh, that city-based executives need to consider when moving to a regional area? And what are the benefits of working in regional towns? We all romanticize about the benefits, but I wanted to hear from the horse's mouth what she believes really is the benefit of working in a country town. So listen up and enjoy the chat.
0: Hello. Hi, Zoe. How are you? Good. Oh, there you are. Can you see me? It's very dark here today. Oh, no, it looks nice. Looks all right. Yes it does. How are you going? I'm fine thank you. What a lovely room you have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Trying to create a nice space. Look at
1: yours so bright. Thank you. Isn't it interesting now that we have these Zooms and we know what people's houses look like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean we just,
0: there used to be such a realm of You know, mystery. I know,
1: they have certainly changed a lot, haven't they? They have. Yeah. But today it's all about you. Why (laughs) don't we start by uh, letting the listeners know where you are Mm -hmm. and a little bit about your
0: background and your career? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'll try and keep it brief, but I'm based in Ballarat in Mm -hmm. regional Victoria. And this is where I was born and uh, grew up in Ballarat. Uh, And then when I finished my uh, secondary schooling, I went to Melbourne University and I did a psych arts degree. And I really didn't have a lot of idea what I wanted to do, um, but I wanted to get lots of information about the world and, and learn a lot. So I went to Melbourne to learn about the world outside Ballarat. And at that time, it was very limited in Ballarat, in terms of opportunities once you were finished school and I took note of that at the time and I always thought I'd love to come back one day even at 18 I thought I'd love to come back one day and be able to do more here and, and give more opportunity for young people and, and people with with their careers. So I did a psych arts degree and then I added a business degree to it because I wasn't sure really <laughs> what to do. I had all this knowledge of anthropology and History and all these sorts of things, politics, but I didn't know what to do with it. So I went and did a business degree as well. Uh, And then through networks and meeting people, I got into recruitment. And I found that uh, fascinating working with, you know, in Melbourne, working with lots of high end firms. But after about five years, I really wanted to understand what was happening behind my clients' doors and to be able to understand more about the work. Place and the challenges that my clients were experiencing so I went into internal recruitment and I did that with Michael Page International and I became uh, the WA uh, New Zealand and Victorian internal recruitment manager and that enabled me to really understand the challenges with sourcing and uh, workforce development and I did a lot of graduate programs and those types of things. So I got a whole organisation understanding of recruitment and acquisition and workforce planning and strategies and those sorts of things and it definitely was where my passion was. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the uh, global financial crisis uh, began (laughs) and then I had an opportunity, I made a decision to go and I lived in Europe for a year. And during that time, I really got into uh, HR, but again, I wanted to understand the whole perspective of the organisation. So I did a commerce HR degree, uh, Masters, and that helped me. I wanted to understand finance from the HR perspective, but to have a seat at the HR, a seat at the business table Mm -hmm. um, to be a strategic HR thinker. Mm -hmm. Um, So then I started to get interested in the read back into the regions and thinking about the challenges and to be, bring my big picture thinking from working with companies like, you know, BHP and Rio and big mining organisations, um, lots of different um, industries, but to bring that thinking back to the regional setting where there are limitations, there are challenges, um, you know, limited budgets, limited opportunity to attract people, those sorts of things were happening. That was in 2010. Uh, But I also saw that as opportunities as well to bring that positive thinking and to bring big picture thinking to limited uh, areas and really. And so that was really exciting. So really since 2010, I've been back, in Ballarat, where I've lived and worked and raised a family um, and just helped local organisations to see their their limitations as opportunities too, I think, and to bring, um, you know, working in recruitment as well and bringing more people to the region. Um, yes. And we can talk a little bit more about that specifically soon. Oh, yes. But I think um, that's really been my journey, but it's always been I've been pulled to the region, but I always wanted to go out to learn about the world as much as I could and then bring it back Um, and fortunately you know it's so exciting that uh, regional Victoria and Ballarat have really gone ahead in leaps and bounds but we're always looking and that's really where I focus now is in leadership and senior opportunities and how we bring more thought leaders and more you know leadership to the region uh, for a really bright future. Yes, no, that's great.
1: So, what a wonderful background, and and I really want to sink my teeth into um, jobs in the regions. But before mm. we move into that, I'd like you to kind of uh, tell. The listeners, what you think your key strengths are that made you have the career and the opportunities that you had? I can sense a real um, curiosity and a curious mind there, and an ambition for growth, personal growth more than anything. But what else would you add? I mean, am I right? Am I on track here?
0: Absolutely, yeah. And I think it's about not being afraid to um, learn and and uh, realize that you don't know everything but to know um, I think and it takes a lifetime to really know who we are and how we tick and what interests us but I think um, I was always looking for more and looking for an opportunity to really get to the nuts and bolts of things and that's why I became a strategist for a while um, and to understand where we want to get to and how we're going to get there so I wanted more from every role I've been in I guess I wanted more from it and I want to give more to it and I think it's always looking for more and asking for more but realising that every, you know, there are limitations to things um, but never giving up and trying, as I said, trying to see those those limitations and challenges as we, you know, we're very familiar with in the last 12 months to try and see them as opportunities and how they shape and, and change our lives. So I've always just looked at who else, what else, where else I think and that mm. really You might not know where you're going at the time, um, but sometimes when you look back, you go, that was a really good journey I've been on. And particularly in the last few years, I think I haven't been, um, I've I've reached out to the world and and I've taken chances and they might have been calculated, but there were elements of it where it was a risk, a calculated risk, and I haven't been afraid to do that. So I think you've got to, it's that mix of jumping off (laughs) and looking out and 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 assessing but also just when you've made that quick assessment don't be afraid to take a chance and for me it you know it's worked out
1: yeah and I, I suppose that back in did you say 2010 you moved back to Ballarat yes yeah so I suppose that back then in 2010 moving back to Ballarat that was 11 years ago was probably considered a risk by your colleagues I yeah, assume they probably absolutely.
0: thought what is she doing yeah. what was yeah. the feedback that you received back um, then yeah, well, I did I did resign my work. I resigned from uh, working in a really big organisation in a very um, exciting, you know, big role. Um, and I, it just was about, I think it, it just felt right for me. But also, and I will um, say to the listeners and talk more about, I think, if you are going to make that move, and for me it was a move home and a move back, but still it was a move. But it needs to be about more than just career. It needs to be a whole life uh, thing that's calling you because there's so many elements that will be different, um, you know, financially to name one is, you know, remuneration can be quite different. So if you're just looking at it, you know, from a lack of other options, or I would be, I would say just be wary because it needs to be that whole life um, yeah. yearning, I think, for something else and something different. So um, for me, I really, I just said that I, I need to do this and, and it might not work out, but I need to see. You know, I've I've ticked a lot of boxes and I just need to see how it's going to work out. And I won't, if I don't do this, I'll never know. Yeah. So I think that's, yeah. And it, it gave me more, it gave me what I was looking for and more. So that's really, I had to make, I had to make that move. Yeah,
1: that's such a good point. And, you know, we have addressed um, moving to the regions before. On this podcast, Mm -hmm. we've interviewed Alistair Freeman, who moved from Melbourne to um, uh, New South Wales, Mm -hmm. uh, regional New South Wales, that is. And we interviewed him twice. We interviewed him when he had just left and Mm -hmm. and a year later, just to see how things are going. And we also interviewed Liz Ritchie, who is the CEO of Regional Australian Institute. And I'll link to those listening. I'll link the um, episodes in the show notes in case you want to go back and, and listen to those as well. Because I felt that uh, now with the pandemic, mm-hmm. people are really reflecting, taking stock and, and moving geographically around the globe. People are coming yes. back to their home countries, uh, that we see Australians um, coming back, we see expats going back home we see people moving to the regions not only in Australia but in in other countries as well going back to their hometowns and we also see uh, people just moving cities you know even from one city to city there's a lot of you know in, in the U.S. the exit uh, in California is well documented people mm-hmm. moving interstate um here in Australia, there is a definitely a push to the regions, right? Mm. And Ballarat is quite a, a, a big town compared yeah. to others. <laughs> um, what are the jobs that a white-collar professional can expect in a, a town like Ballarat? Mm-hmm. Can expect to apply for if they really want to move um, to the regions? What would they expect to find?
0: Yeah, well, there's uh, work both the public and private sector side um, and I've been involved uh, recently with some really exciting businesses who are looking for CFOs, company secretaries. I see a lot of um, director of commercial operations. Uh, I see uh, art gallery directors and facilities managers. Uh, in the past, I've uh, recruited quite a few uh, heads of procurement uh, there's i mean bella it's really even though it is my home and i again i've lived here for 10 years since coming back it's still it's a treasure trove of organizations that you just don't and so you start until you start looking you don't realize that they're here and they're tucked away you know heads of engineering you know manufacturing um, there's really some very fascinating organizations but some very big roles too yeah so all those pivotal type of roles um, there's lots of board positions as well and we'll, we'll speak about that in a moment I think about the depth of life here and the depth of your involvement and opportunity to get involved not only in your work but in a community as well from a, a a professional corporate perspective um, but uh, not to digress certainly about operational um, financial you know there's lots of senior finance, finance roles HR I work across the whole gamut in terms of the senior roles and there are big you know business HR business partners OH&S you know really everything you could imagine um, and I just work in that senior space so I do see a lot of the, especially now I think um, if the breaks run a little bit last year, there's so and talking to a lot of colleagues as well. There's a lot of opportunity at the moment um, in those, you know, um, opportunity to to make differences. But we we need to find the right people.
1: So well, that's a very good uh, lead into my next question. What would successful candidates for these regional roles have in common? Can have you found some traits or? Yeah background that you think really have worked well for
0: those roles that are advertised in the regional areas? I think it always comes down to comes to the individual. Um, I think in terms of if you look at success, uh, there's certainly a trend and talking with my clients and colleagues and networks every day, um, particularly recently, we talk a lot about uh, accountability And um, I think if you are, again, as I said uh, earlier, it does need to be really about your whole lifestyle and and perhaps searching for more, not only um, professionally but personally as well and and to have more involvement uh, because it is all-encompassing when you work in the region and and Ballarat is a a regional city and is quite large, uh, but I think you do need to be prepared uh, that it is more personal Um, and then when it comes to leadership, we often talk about those So successful leaders will be aware of extra accountability. Um, and, and we often talk about running closer to the ground when you're in a smaller organization. Um, and there are limitations and there are challenges and and a lack of things if you look at it that way. But also, as I said before, a great opportunity um, to to really, you'll be utilizing your mind, you'll be utilizing your creativity and engaging with others and, and getting others involved in the thought process. So, I think uh, success really is about yeah, be, not being afraid to use all of those different things, but being prepared to have to be a lot more accountable and a lot more creative um, yes. in the way that you go about. And, and also, uh, a very long-winded answer, but also change. So being really uh, prepared for and and experienced with transformational change, cultural change, you know, organisational change, because often when we are looking at senior uh, people to come in, it's about driving some sort of change as it often is in any any senior role but particularly in this regional setting and particularly at the moment it is about driving lots of different types of change
1: yes yeah for these opportunities that you uh, work with Zoe have you found that um, when a candidate is coming from far far away are there any biases there like would there be like a preference for people that are from Ballarat or are they really keen to bring in those out of the box individuals to um, bring bring about that change?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a mix of both, um, mm-hmm. and it is certainly. I've spent um, really the last four or five years just bringing people um, from outside uh, Ballarat, but also getting people who are commuting off the platform and and back here um, and living and working and breathing here as well. Uh, But, yeah, it really does depend on the organisation, but there is um, that excitement to bring people um, from other places and to, um, I think, bringing that fresh thinking and fresh ideas and wanting to obviously employ local people as well. So it is that mix of, you know, for Often with senior roles, it is exciting to bring people from other places, but balance those local people yes. as well. Or um, it's really about, I think, just knowing what the strategy is, knowing where we're going, knowing what the objective is, and then finding those people who can really tick the boxes and want to go on that journey. So it just it's case by case, yes. but there is a lot of excitement about grow you know we need more people more forward thinkers to be able to do what we want to do and and have a successful future so there's a lot of um openness about bringing people in
1: to the region so let's say somebody with my background who is you know as you can tell from overseas doesn't have any (laughs) link to ballarat but would love to move into a region In my application and conversation with somebody like you, would you recommend that I address that lifestyle change or is that too personal and you should bring it up?
0: Absolutely, address all of it um, would be my advice and that's where I really enjoy um, not only representing my clients but working with uh, people who are looking for those opportunities as well and to embrace what it's all about because, as I said, it really is all-encompassing. You need to be in tune with yourself personally too and and that personal side of what living regionally is going to do for you and, and, um, if applicable, your family and your lifestyle because it is you know you're out on the weekends. you will see people you know you will probably see people from work you'll get involved in things and you know it requires a lot <laughs> a lot more than just a career so mm. uh, that is also in the application process to be able to say why you're looking and obviously the more ingrained you know the more connected you are in a variety of levels the more likely you are to stay because it's not just about the job it's about other things that 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 role and, and that move is going to do for you and your life so the more you can demonstrate that in the the application and recruitment process the more it demonstrates to the potential employer that you're committed
1: yeah, yeah. and you know one of the things that we're discussing now in my group coaching program is the first 90 days mm-hmm. and that sort of the importance of that first impression and the, your the reputation that you're building with your team I'm assuming that for a, uh, you know, urbanite moving into Ballarat or any other regional town that is, you know, a shock to the system. It will be a very different environment if they're not from a, a regional mm-hmm. area and they're moving in. What would you recommend that they do if they are completely alien to a new town? Um, how, how is the best way to engage in those first few months?
0: I think to get out as much as you can, and obviously that's been a challenge in the last 12 months, but to walk around the lake, go out for coffee, walk downtown, go to the art gallery, go for a drive, just get out and get around and you will notice how friendly people are. And even if you don't know anyone, it is so, and that's, I think what I'm saying as well, it is very familiar Mm-hmm. in a regional setting people are more familiar in the supermarket in the that, no that's generally speaking but you will if you get out and just start feeling it and, and try it on and live it and breathe it you can go to Melbourne on the train you can you know just I would say get out and about and it might not be where there are people but you're wandering around and really living and and breathing it so and then slowly you know we have a, a really exciting uh, food culture and cafe culture and music and festivities and and i would say get involved in those as much as you can and little things you get chatting to people and then before you know it you know you're connected there's a lot of opportunities um different lifestyle things to get involved with running groups and all sorts of things so i think it's just like anything it's as much as you get out there and challenge yourself, you'll mm. find that you get connected. And do you find that the job applications for
1: regional areas are different from job applications in, in Melbourne or city or any big town? You know, what you require from from the candidate, is it pretty much the same or what do
0: you That's think? It's a good question. I think I do put a lot of, um, I have quite a bit of interest in the cover letter uh because it does particularly if it is somebody who's looking to move and i see that they are in melbourne at the moment or somewhere else i'd like to understand um have a quick understanding of whether they are open to moving or whether it was just a quick application and um Mm -hmm. an option i'd like to start to understand what the motivation is around applying for that role um Mm -hmm. And then I will call and obviously have a conversation, but I I do, I think there is quite a bit of emphasis on the cover letter. Um, I will always engage someone to, before sending a position description or anything like that, because I do want to make sure it is the best match and to make sure that um, often, you know, there are complexities, there are idiosyncrasies and things around every role and context. So be able to give context to someone before, Uh, that's very much to me part of the application process is just to talk about the context of the role and make sure that that's in alignment uh, before uh, we go any further so yes I think in answer to your question there is sometimes a bit more depth to it especially if it involves a move
1: okay and how how important is LinkedIn for the roles that you're recruiting Uh for
0: I think it's just it's a part of <laughs> it is it's a part of it these days, and I think yeah. because we have so much information at our fingertips in our everyday life, that's a natural thing that I will always go to LinkedIn and and um, see if I can see anything more about that person um, in speaking with them and understanding and then connecting. So I think we naturally gravitate to that as well to understand more about each other. Um, yeah, so I think it's a very, and it, it is really, um, like anything, LinkedIn is only as good as the information we put into it mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and the, the time we spend on it and in building our profile. But I, I can't emphasize enough really building that profile because it is any, at the moment, any potential employer, if you do apply or you go through a process with me uh, for an organization, for example, um, or any, if you apply directly, they can Find out about, you know, have a look. They will want to probably have a look into you and see what what you're up to. So the more time you put into that profile, it can give you that opportunity.
1: So do you also use LinkedIn or or other means to scout people out and contact them and introduce the idea of moving to Ballarat? Would you be focusing on people that are originally from Ballarat or anybody that's just it's about
0: skill Yeah, yeah sorry to cut you off it's about yeah it is about the skills um and often it is yeah, looking at all sorts of different locations but about the skill sets um definitely and uh in my role yeah, it is very much about speaking with people so and and the thing is that it might not be right at the time but it might just spark a little bit of a a thought that in 12 months time and it's happened many times before in 12 months that turns into something else so it is about even if you're not ready to make that move straight away or you know there's a lot to do before you can actually get to that point, don't be afraid to start um, as well. And and something I really did want to add as well is I think if it is burning inside you to make that move and you're wanting to um, change your your lifestyle and and make a move to the regions, if it is plausible, uh, you can commute from Ballarat. It's not always ideal and it can be a little bit challenging i've done it myself but it's never too early i think to make that move and then when you are here you're sending out that you know those vibes and you're already getting that feel for the place so mm-hmm. if you if it does mean you still have to commute for six or 12 months but it really is that right move for you then i would say don't be afraid to do it if, if all the boxes okay. tick okay uh, that's
1: that's a good question. I hadn't <laughs> thought of that, uh, yeah. but that's a good um, feedback, of course. And what about the salary range in terms of, I'm assuming there's probably a drop between the salary range for a similar role in Melbourne or Sydney uh, compared to Ballarat, but that would probably be also in comparison, you would have a lower rent or mortgage and other living costs that would decrease as well. Do people end up with the same amount of money in the bank in the end, do you reckon?
0: Yes, and and this is really where it comes back to it being that, that whole life decision uh, mm-hmm. because if you just look, uh, you know, for example, sometimes I've spoken to people who intend to stay living in... Um, Perhaps close to Ballarat, but still, or um, well, they still intend to really have their life in Melbourne, or or someone somewhere more metropolitan, but to work in Ballarat. And I just I encourage them to think about that because, yes, it can be you know twenty percent or a twenty sort of twenty thousand dollar difference, um, like for like. But then, and that's why I do encourage that whole life thinking because cost of living is very different um, the time it takes to get to places is so different um, the time you spend in the car the, you know it's just the quality of life is just immeasurable uh, but but if you're looking like for life yes it will be your salary will generally speaking be lower um uh, but the other benefits um will really outweigh that um and Yeah, so as I said, it needs to be a a bigger conversation than just that, Um, but in answer to your question, yes, generally about 20%, I would say, or Mm. $20,000 difference, generally speaking.
1: One of the things that I uh, discussed with Liz from the Australian Regional Institute, and and that's something that she has been reporting um, all through last year, is that that there was a, a lower fall of jobs Advertised in 2020 in the regions compared to the big cities. So when we had absolutely no jobs advertised, let's say in Melbourne and Sydney, the regions were doing fine. Is that yeah. right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, there will. There still were um, opportunities um, all through that time, and and perhaps because of that need to still progress and and the other challenges that we have, we still need. The people to get and and we did certainly have less of an impact we were still in lockdown etc but we did have that le- slightly less of a an impact um and especially yeah, within those um you know we have a lot of areas such as health and and manufacturing and agriculture a bigger concentration of those that were essential services so they were you know we i was uh, working agriculture at the time we were obviously affected but we had to keep going we had to keep hiring we had to keep looking and and being creative but the roles if you look from a advertising platform perspective the roles were still there the need was still there so mm-hmm.
1: yeah and um with alistair freeman in a previous podcast uh when he had already uh, been in this new town for 12 months he then realized how many people were already working remotely even before covid mm. do you find that that's happening i mean you mentioned people just should move here and then <laughs> see how they go but have you found that a lot of people professionals in Ballarat are also working remotely and have been doing so even
0: before covid yes interesting um that you mentioned that and I wanted to talk about that too one of the initiatives that I did um, around 2015 was I set up a, a serviced offices and almost like an incubator and an op- like a, a hot desking and a collaborative workspace uh, for people who you know lots of different things but Um, especially that example you just mentioned, organisations that wanted to give their employees that opportunity who did live regionally or had moved regionally to also be at work a couple of days a week, but also be at home in adverted commons. So my space provided that opportunity to get out of the house. uh, And that was also for people running small businesses to get out of the house and, and come to that space a couple of times a week, but also be at home so there were many people doing that Uh, there were also organizations launching satellite offices and maybe dip a toe in the water to understand uh, what it was like operating a business in the region and so they had people who yes were working remotely and so we do see more of a a spread of that and in talking to people all around the place there were there were many people who were already Mm -hmm. working from home and but having that balance of being remote but also being on site maybe a few mm. days a week. But organisations, yeah, like that Service offices gave them the opportunity to, to mix it up as well.
1: Excellent. I recently noticed that I think it was NAB and they had um, hundreds of jobs advertised and they were giving preference for people in the regions because everybody now in even big banks are working from home here mm. in australia especially in mm-hmm. melbourne because we had such an extended lockdown period yes and yeah. i thought that was groundbreaking for nab to say we we are recruiting i don't know i think it was like 200 people and we want all of them to work from home and we will give preference for people in the regions. And I'm like, wow,
0: this is fantastic. Oh, it gives me goosebumps. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's <laughs> phenomenal. And you know, just talking to clients every day about that it's really going to be um, quite different in, in terms of that conversation. We talk about the application process regionally and I think now everywhere that application process and the conversation around when you're resourcing or recruiting a role will be quite different about the flexibilities and the opportunities that come mm. with that so yeah, you know, it's a very exciting time
1: uh, to be but here so sometimes things don't work mm-hmm. people move to the regions and then go uh-oh what have I done <laughs> you know what's the lesson there so I mean you've you think you've already answered that but just reinforcing to those that are sort of in two minds who is not going to work well in the regions
0: I think that um, it is when if it's just fulfilling that single purpose of being about career or, as I said, it is perhaps because of a lack of other options or um, not able to find something
1: we currently are
0: in a metropolitan space so if it is just one-dimensional there is more of a risk because like there is with anything but if it does satisfy a number of different elements then there's a lot more opportunity because you will look at it differently and you'll look at it's like anything having a bigger goal or a bigger reason for doing something or a bigger strategy it will form part of that strategy but it won't be the be all and end all. So you'll give it more opportunity, you'll look at it differently, you'll give it more time potentially. Yeah. You no. Know? So exactly, I would just as, yeah.
1: as a gatekeeper, you can tell, right?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And I I always encourage people if I do sense that there is a bit of hesitation or the motivations might not quite be aligned then I encourage them to continue to think about it and there's nothing wrong with dipping your toe having a conversation and saying look I'm thinking maybe six to twelve months or there's nothing wrong with starting to think about it now but there's no obligation no to the more the earlier you can start thinking about it Mm -hmm. the more you can then find those commonalities or find other reasons for doing it as well and I would say, you know, if, it, if you are at all thinking about it, come and visit and have a drive around and look at things and start to look at the options and the housing and the, you know, those sorts of lifestyle things as well to make it more, you know, three three dimensional for you.
1: Well, Zoe, I think I'm going to come and visit you someday. <laughs> I keep telling people on my podcast and everything that I do that I would love to move to the regions. Andre and I are both thinking about it really seriously. And um yeah, so I think I'll come and see you. Even yes, you know, I don't need visit. a job that I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I just want to yeah. say hi and, come and have, have a coffee, a coffee with you. Yes. yes. See your um your incubator space and yeah maybe i can come and work there as well yeah um before we go do you have any final thoughts and ideas maybe something we didn't touch that you know you want to share
0: i think we've touched on everything but i yeah again i say it is about um looking at all of the different perspectives of what a regional lifestyle and and working regionally can give you but i think also to think about coming and having a look and maybe looking at that potential. If it really is um, something that you're very interested in, you don't have to work here straight away if it hasn't quite happened yet, but the more you will put that energy out there. You'll be able to meet with people like myself. You'll be able to get the ball rolling, you know, while you are still. You know, if that's the only thing holding you up, if you really have made that decision and you're just trying to work things out, then come and get it in motion. That's what I've learned in the last, you know, five years is just start to put things in motion however that looks for you if it is something that is in your mind just start to put it into place yeah i think that would be my (laughs) my advice Um, yeah yeah,
1: you certainly lead uh by example haven't you You put a lot (laughs) of things in motion in your career so well done Yeah. yeah Well, thank thank you you. so much for uh, this opportunity to talk to us and explain how um, to move to the regions for a group of listeners that I'm sure is considering this as part of their uh, career plans for, like you said, now or in the future. Yeah, excellent. uh, Yeah, it would be nice to keep in touch with you and maybe check in again in a few you know, a month or a year or so to see how things are going because I'm sure that COVID will certainly change the way that we think about regions. And I'd love to check in with you um, in the future to see how things are changing.
0: Absolutely. It's going to be a very interesting year too. And I can already see, you know, and and just everything that we know is really flipped around. There's so many different ways to look at work now and it's just so exciting. So, yeah, I think, and, and again, yeah, there's always a way, if it's meant to be, then there's a way that you can make it happen. And we we can really see that happening at the moment uh, in 2021. So thank you very much. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I
1: hope that you enjoyed this conversation with Zoe Allen From Milano appointments and that it inspires you to make interesting plans for your career if you are based in Australia and you want to get in touch with Zoe I will leave her uh, contact details in the episode show notes so get in touch with her and um, have a conversation please remember to like this episode if your podcast platform permits you to and most importantly, leave us a review. I'd really appreciate your support in giving us a positive review on iTunes or other podcast apps. It's super important for my podcast, and it helps us reach out to more listeners. If you haven't done yet, please subscribe to my newsletter. There's a link to it in the episode show notes on my website, you will find a whole bunch of um, information about my free career resources that I have designed for you and also my services. And in fact, if you want help with your career on my website, you will find a link to book a time for a 30 minute call with me to learn more about my private coaching. If this is the sort of program that you're interested in. My website is renatabernardi.com, and there's a link to it in the episode show notes as well that's it for now bye and I'll see you next time